Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. Bible, you can turn to Acts chapter 12. That's where we're going to land today, Acts chapter 12. And if you don't have a Bible, just a reminder that we have uh, all of our notes are on sermons.church. So if you open up a browser, sermons.church, search for Cornerstone Vineyard Church, all the scriptures and all that stuff will be there for you. It's interactive, so you can fill in the blanks and all that kind of stuff too. All right. And to get us started today, I want to tell you a story uh, about a reoccurring dream that I had when I was a kid. All right. And so I think some of you might relate to this, some of you might not, but uh, this I want to start this morning. Um, So I remember when I was a kid, uh, having this dream, and actually very frequently I would have this dream, where uh, I would be out in our neighborhood. I lived, uh, if you, anyone, anybody knows, like uh, the, the Kroger on Merrifield. I used to live in that area, all right? And I remember being on the streets, all that kind of stuff, and, and in the dream, I'm, I'm going down the street, and I'm, I'm being chased, have you ever had, had those dreams where like somebody's chasing you? Anybody have those kind of dreams? A couple of you in the room, all right? Um, but uh, beyond being chased, I, I was being chased uh, by some older kids. I think this was when I was like really young. I was in like elementary school. So they were like middle school and they were high school kids. And, uh, and there were some specifics I could remember. Like uh, the first one was like, they were, they were chasing me because uh, it was Halloween and I was trick-or-treating and they were gonna snatch my bag, right? You ever done like the bag snatching stuff, right? And so I had to run because man, I worked hard for all that candy. I don't want them to snatch all this stuff right? Um, I also remember one, t- one time I was, that I was being chased because they were going to chase me down and steal my starter jacket. You guys remember when starter jackets were really cool? Remember that? I had a Charlotte Hornet starter jacket, right? Mom got me. And so I, this is weird, like all that kind of stuff. But, uh, and then there was times where I was being chased uh, and, and they were just going to beat me up and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so kind of picture, keep that in your mind, all right? Um, and so, but the in- most interesting thing about the dream was that every single time, whether it was they were going to snatch my candy bag, they were going to st- uh, take my starter jacket, they were going to beat me up. Every single time, uh, it, it was so weird because it was like, it was like my legs didn't work. It's like, like, I, like I couldn't run and, and like I j- they just didn't work. Like there was something holding me back. And I remember that, that panic feeling that I felt in that, in that time uh, where um, I was like, despite my best efforts, like I couldn't get away. And so I wanted to run away, but, but I couldn't run away. Now, have any of you had those kinds of dreams before? Okay, it's a couple of you guys, good. So maybe I don't need therapy. Okay, all right. Okay, maybe I do need therapy. Brian's going to maybe I do. All right. So I start with that today. Uh, here, here's, got, get in my mind for a minute. Um, I begin with that because I was reminded of, as I was reminded of those dreams this week, it made me think about the fact that sometimes I think we can feel like that in life. Like that we can sometimes feel like even despite our best efforts, that it just feels like maybe, maybe life is not working and, and we can't, something's holding us back. We can't make any progress, right? It seems like maybe, or negativity just seems to be around every single corner, right? And it's just after everything that we do, it just feels like negativity. And it feels like, you know, when it rains, it pours, all that kind of stuff, right? And so I'm sure you've been like that. You've probably had those kind of experiences, Right? And so what we're headed today is like this, is, is that just like my dream, folks, um, that's not actually reality. Or at least it doesn't have to be reality. If we are a follower of Jesus, like the, the, the whole, something holding us back doesn't need to be our reality. 
In Jesus' name, nothing, by the way, this we're going to talk about this a lot today. In Jesus' name, nothing can hold us back. That's my mom, by the way. <laughs> I love you, mom. I had to call you out. It is a good song. I had to call you out. So those of you online, the cell phone rang in, and it was my mom. So sorry for the interruption. All right. Um, love you, Ma. I love you. So but here's the deal. What we're going to talk about a lot today is that, folks, in Jesus' name, nothing can hold us back. Nothing can hold us back. We're going to look at this a lot in our main text today, but take a look at a couple of scriptures. Romans 8.31 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be? Nothing's going to hold us back. I mean, how can it if it goes up against the one true God? Luke 18, 27, what is impossible with man is, is possible with God. So all things are possible, what? With God. Nothing is going to hold us back. And then finally, Colossians 1, 17 says, for he is before all things and in him all things hold together. See, nothing is going to hold us back, folks, because in Jesus, it is not possible. Sure, we're going to face challenges in life, right? We're actually told in the scripture, I don't have this up there for you, right? In this world, you will have trouble. We're told we're going to have troubles and challenges in life. But here's the truth and what we're going to talk about today is that my dream being held back doesn't have to be our reality of our life, mine or yours which is what we're going to dig deep into today. So I want you to hold that thought. Uh, you know, uh, some of you have been around in the last couple of weeks. We're in a series here at Cornerstone called Rock Solid, Lessons from the Training of Peter, where each week we're studying uh, the life of the Apostle Peter, one of the closest guys to Jesus as he was walking the earth, and trying to figure out as we study his circumstances and situations that he finds himself in, what life lessons can we pull out of that, out of his training? As many of you know, right, 2021 is a year of training for us. We're trying to train and be greater disciples and deeper disciples and ultimately try to figure out, like, how do we take his training and apply that to our lives? And I think it's been a really good series so far. And today we're going to jump into the story in Acts chapter 12, which we're going to find Peter. He's in a pretty tough situation. Uh, Jesus has died and, and risen from the grave, okay? And Peter and the disciples, they're trying to do their best to spread the good news about the gospel, Spr try to spread the news about Jesus, but they're coming up against some resistance uh, from those in authority and in power. And this story is crucial in the life of Peter. I love this story um, because it's crucial in his training, which by the way, we're gonna see that his training works out beautifully in this story, Okay. And so I think there's some good lessons and the keys that we can take from it. So let's take a look at it. Acts chapter 12, uh, verses 1 uh, through, I believe, 11. It says this. It says, It was about that, this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this was met with approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter also. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. Verse 5. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. By the way, I think, I, I didn't even make this connection. I think, folks, that's what we were doing for Mike this morning. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me, the angel told him. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. 
They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly Angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches. And from everything, the Jewish people were hoping would happen. And so our title today is Limitless. Nothing can hold us back. And we're going to talk today through two reasons why a limitless life, folks, why truly nothing can hold us back is possible for you and me, as long as we are in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's where we're headed. Uh, I want to pause and pray, and then I'll give you a couple things to think and think about and write down. So let's pray for a minute. Lord, we uh, come to you this morning as we want to dig deep into this story, uh, this training session of Peter. God, that you would uh, you would make our hearts, our minds, our souls sticky and supernatural things would stick to us, God. We'd be more like Jesus, uh, essentially more like Peter in this story as a result of our time together. As we leave, as we go about our lives away from this place. But God, we pray uh, that your Holy Spirit does that, not by my efforts today, but by the power of the Holy Spirit among us. You would change us, you would teach us. God, if I uh, just stand up here for a while and just talk, I'm not sure it's gonna be meaningful, but if you show up, uh, and do something among us today, uh, man, it'll be well worth it. So we just pray that you do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we have two points today. Here's your first one. You can write this down. A limitless, a limitless life is possible because on our worst days, God can show up and show off. You can write that down. On our worst days, God can show up and show off. You can leave that up there for just a minute. Uh, I think some of you uh, probably recognize this picture. Anybody recognize this picture? Right? This is from uh, back in 2009 when the U.S. Airways flight uh, actually landed in the Hudson River off New, uh, like Midtown Manhattan, right? They called it the, the, the miracle on the Hudson, right? If you guys remember that. I know 2009 was a long time ago, all right? But right, that happened, right? And, and so I, like, I was thinking about this point, and I'll tell you why in just a minute, but I, I immediately thought about this, this particular flight because this was a pretty bad day for the pilots and the, the people on the plane, wasn't it? Pretty tough day. I mean, anytime a plane goes down, right? I mean, they're thinking, oh, this is, we're, we're goners, all that kind of stuff. And then, right, it's crazy because, right, this miraculous outcome, right, they landed intact in the water, pretty much unheard of. That's why they call it the miracle on the Hudson, right? Well, sort of like that, and that's uh, get you in my head. Um, let's be real. In our text, right, uh, Peter was having a pretty bad day too, wasn't he? I mean, Peter was having a pretty bad day. And, and the cool part about it, just like the miracle on the Hudson, which we'll get to at the end, is that he kind of has this really cool ending, though, after his bad day. But before we get there, let me, let's set up the bad day, right? Um, first of all, James, one of the other disciples, somebody he was close to, right? Herod has just killed him, right? Which in itself, a friend, right? If your friend uh, is killed, right? Like that, that's going to be challenging for you emotionally and mentally, and then it goes on in verse three, though, it says this. It says that when, when he, Herod, saw that this was met with approval among the Jews, the killing of John, he proceeded to seize Peter also. So Peter is already mentally uh, having a challenging experience, right? His friend John has just died, and then he gets arrested. Bad day begins. And, and, and not, even, not even just the fact that he was arrested, but on top of that, right? He, he's, you, know, you know what's going through his mind, don't you? What's going, what's going through Peter's mind? Well, right, he's thinking, uh, well, uh, Herod just killed my friend, and so he's thinking, I'm a dead man, right? Because there, if, if Herod's gonna kill my friend, what is, what's gonna stop him from killing me? I'm, I'm a dead man, so what's going through his mind? And then it goes on verse four. 
After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So essentially, there's no way out, right? That's four squads of four soldiers. If, you, if you're good at math, uh, right, that's 16 trained soldiers, right? There's no way. So maybe Peter in the back of his mind was like, okay, that's fine. I, I, maybe there's a, there's a way out. I can, I can talk to one of the other prisoners and maybe we can chisel the stuff off and maybe we can get, no, there's, there's no way out. Again, not a good day. Emotionally dealing with his friend's death, right? Gets arrested and now there's no way out of this prison. Continues in verse six. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries stood guard at the entrance. So not only there was there 16 soldiers watching Peter, right? He didn't get any privacy either, did he? I mean, there were two of them that he was tied to while he was in the cell, one on the right, one on the left. I, like, I was thinking about this week. I'm like, how did he even roll over in bed? Right? I mean, he, like, he didn't even have that privacy to even roll over in bed. Or like, how did he go to the bathroom? Awkward, right? A little awkward. Very much not a good day for Peter. So just, I, I went through all of that because I want you to really focus on, like, put yourself in Peter's shoes. Like, that could be a despair kind of moment, right? And I think if we could ask Peter, right, somehow in this experience, if we were able to kind of be face-to-face with Peter, and hey, hey Peter, what do you think of the day when you got arrested? And all that kind of, I think Peter would categorize this day as probably one of, if not the worst days of his life. But then, like our point says, right, a limitless life is possible because on our worst days, which Peter's experiencing, right, God can show up and show off. And that's exactly what God does in our story. Peter sees a great, miraculous, kind of landing on the Hudson River kind of experience, doesn't he? It says in verse 7, Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. Well, that's kind of a dead giveaway, right? Angel shows up. By the way, I've never had an angel show up in my life, but I'd be totally open to that, right? Goes on though. He, he struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and, the, and I, I want to focus on this part. And the chains fell off Peter's wrist and Peter followed him out of the prison. So arguably on Peter's worst day, God did a thing. On Peter's worst day, folks, he broke the chains. Come on, somebody, right? He broke the chains. Do you guys know, I'm gonna get a little passionate here real quick. Do you guys know that God is the God who can break every chain? God is the God who can break every single chain. Now, if you came in this morning and you didn't know that, ha, I made a list for you, all right? (laughs) Do you know that God is the God who can break every chain of illness? This is why we prayed for Mike this morning. God is the God who can break the chain of illness. God is the God who can break the chain of codependency. God is the God who can break the chain of addiction. God is the God who can break the the chain of depression. God is the God who can break the chain of idolatry and putting things before God. God is the God who can break the chain of debt and loneliness and the enemies ruling us. God is the God who can break the chain of anxiety and, and exhaustion and hurt. God is the God who can break every chain, amen? God is the God who can break every chain. And on Peter's worst day, God showed up and he did a thing. I was really excited about this message because there have been a couple hard messages in the last couple weeks. This is a fun one. Because this is when we see God do the miraculous thing and he can break the chains in every single one of us. Now, I know, folks, that we are going to experience bad things in life. But here's what I know, too, is that I know that he has the power to break every chain, even amidst those bad things couple of scriptures, Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. 
Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you. He, God of the universe, will uphold us with his righteous right hand. Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God, he will be with you wherever you go. See, folks, he, he is with us, and he's desiring to break every chain of our lives. By the way, that's good news today. That's good news every day. So I was trying to think about my own life, and I've had a pretty good life, but I was trying to think about times in my life where God has done this, has, has broken, um, has kind of shown up and broken some chains, maybe on my worst days. And I was thinking back to uh, when Lee and I, uh, we're in a much better position now, maybe it was about 10 years ago or so, but Lee and I were uh, uh, in, a, in kind of a, a debt crisis. We, we were in, a, in debt up to our eyeballs. Uh, we had multiple credit cards maxed out. Um, we had uh, one credit card that was almost maxed out uh, and all of that. And of course, then what happens uh, when, when it's just like, again, when it rains, it pours, right? Um, we were at that place financially, and then stuff started to break down, right? The car broke down, the dryer broke, and then the, the, big, the big one was uh, the water heater went out. And that was all happening within a couple of weeks. And so, uh, again, I would say uh, that was probably financially, that was probably one of our, our worst days, right? Our worst situations that we've been in financially. And so as I was leaking, thinking back to that this week, though, I was thinking back to all the ways in which God showed up in the midst of that time. Uh, I was thinking back, uh, it just, man, God's favor just seemed to be on us. I was thinking to, uh, people just were get, kind of getting rid of stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, they were like, hey, do you want it? Like, I'm like, well, sure, right? So like, I mean, they were giving, I, we got furniture, beds, a $50 dryer, stuff like that. Somebody even bought us a brand new water heater. Just showed up. It was, it was crazy. We even found a van. Uh, we were actually in the market for a vehicle, and we found a van uh, that was a, a rebuilt title, which, by the way, if it was a rebuilt title, sometimes it's like, oh, you get something really good. Sometimes you don't. That's kind of a risk. And so we found this van, and we went to go look at it. Again, we felt like God's favor was on us, right, because we only had a little bit of cash, and you know what? I kind of, we found this van. And, uh, and when we walked in, uh, sitting at the front desk was the receptionist was somebody that I worked with, uh, at another church who was on staff. And, and so it was like, oh yeah, this is a Christian organization. These guys are followers of Jesus. And I was like, maybe God's in this. God was just showing up and showing up all over the place. Now, I, I'll say this, that we kind of did this crazy thing during that time. We did uh, something called tithing. We began to tithe. We, we took 10% of our income and we said, okay, it's God's first and we're gonna give that, give that to God through the church and we're gonna tithe. And uh, something that's a little crazy to do, by the way, when you're living paycheck to paycheck. Right, and, and so we did this thing, and uh, and so uh, the reason I tell you this is because, folks, what you know what it took for us to see God show up and show off? It's, it took us going to God. For God to show up and show off and, and to break the chain of debt, which he began at that point to break the chain of debt in Lee and I. Now, we still have our mortgage and all that kind of stuff, but we are in a much better financial position, and it started with us going to God first. This is what God does. He is a chain breaker. Actually, I want you to write this statement in on your hand. Write this down. If we've got chains, God's a chain breaker. If we've got chains, God's a chain breaker. It's true. There's a song that came out a few years ago. It was by a Christian artist named Zach Williams. Uh, and the title of the song is Chain Breaker. And I actually stole that fill in the blank from his lyrics. The lyrics will come up on the screen. Is that if, if you've got pain, folks, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need a freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you've got chains, 
He, God, is a chain breaker. Folks, we can have a limitless life in 2021 because on our worst days, God can show up and show off. He can break some chains, amen? Amen. He's a chain breaker. If we allow him to be our chain breaker, man, he can break some chains. By the way, uh, just side note, there's not a single thing that anybody here online today that you're dealing with that God doesn't have the power to break the chain. Not a single thing. And it may be the worst thing you've ever experienced in your entire life. And God has the power to break that chain. So since that's true, here's a question for us to consider. Do I have a chain that needs broken by the chain breaker today? Do I have a chain that needs broken by the chain breaker today? And um, folks, if that's, if that's true, uh, maybe it's depression, anxiety, a past hurt, an illness, addiction, financially. A couple things I want to say to you today. First is, um, I think it's easy and common to have chains in life. It's common. And here's why, right? Because we are bent towards, we are born with what is called a sinful nature. We are bent towards our own pride and our own selfishness and sinful things. It's, it's, what, we are, it's, it's what we are born with. And we, we, by the way, we can't fix that without a savior. Right? And we are born a bent towards those things. And so it is common. And I think sometimes we can have chains in our lives and we hide in the darkness. We talked about that last week. We hide in the darkness because we feel like we're the only one. Folks, I'm, I've been doing pastoral ministry for a long time. You are not the only one who probably has that chain. You are not alone. Okay? Second thing that I want to say about that is this. Here in a little bit, we're going to have an opportunity to receive prayer. Uh, we're going to actually, during a song, we're going to have you come forward. And if you have a chain today, I'm going I'm to actually beg you to come forward and receive prayer. We're going to have the prayer crew come forward and pray for you. Uh, myself and, and Pastor Josh will be up here. Um, we want to we want see, this has been my prayer this week, is that, that people would, there would be some chains that would be broken and left here, and you'd walk out with some freedom today. And so I would encourage you, if, if, that, if, you, if you have a chain that needs broken by the chain breaker today, in a minute, um, we're going we're gonna to have this prayer, and I would invite you to come forward. And the third thing I would say is that we have a phenomenal ministry here at Cornerstone called Celebrate Recovery. And uh, this is a Christ-centered, that's important, it is a Christ-centered because without Christ, I'm not sure we're gonna find freedom, right? So it is a Christ-centered recovery program. They meet every Monday night from 6.30 to 8.30 um, after COVID's over to be 6 to 9. Um, but here's my thought with, with some of you, if you're here today, if you're online and you've got a chain that needs broken by the chain breaker today, maybe you need to consider coming tomorrow night. Be here at 6.30 tomorrow night. These are just people, by the way. There's nothing special. I'm looking at my in-laws are right here. There's some of the ministry leaders. There, there's, like, there, I, I love these guys, but they are just people trying to find their own recovery, and it's people helping people through Jesus breaking the chains. And so I know sometimes it can be really scary to walk into a new place like that. We try to make it very uh, friendly uh, for you to come in, and maybe you need to come tomorrow night and be here tomorrow night. I think it's at least something worth considering. And by the way, the, the tagline for Celebrate Recovery is anyone with a hurt habit or hang-up. By the way, we all have those. And so really, if, if you've got a chain that needs broken, maybe, maybe you've lost somebody. Maybe, uh, maybe you've just had a really tough day at work. Maybe uh, you know, you're going through a tough time in life. Or maybe you do it dealing with an, an addictive thing or something like that. Man, all of those things apply. All of those things. So think about that for maybe tomorrow night. So that's point number one, a limitless life is possible because on our worst days, God can show up and show off. Point two, I'm gonna, I've already kind of touched on this, so I'll hit it quick. A limitless life is possible because there's a leader available to guide our life. There's a leader available to guide our life. We see this back in the text, verse eight and nine. Then the angel said to him, Peter, uh, put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. 
Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And the angel told him, and uh, Peter followed him out of the prison. I took notice this week as I was studying uh, that text that it says Peter did what the angel told him to do, right? Followed him out of the prison. Now, we know of Peter, as we've been studying him over the last couple of weeks, right? Is that Peter's kind of the the outspoken disciple, right? He's kind of the the boisterous one. And and sometimes, I'm I'm guessing, if he's, because he and I are a little bit like, maybe the stubborn one, right? And and so he could have easily been like, hey, uh, yeah, that's great. I'm going to kind of do my own thing, right? Like, hey, thanks so much for breaking these chains, but I know a better way out. Right? Like he could, have, he could have done that. And so let's flip this to us, folks. Oh, how often do we do that in our lives with God, don't we? Or am I just the only one? Right? We, we do that, right? Don't we? Right? We're like, uh, no, okay, like God, I, I, think, I think I know what's going on. I think what's best for me. And so I'm just going to kind of go do that thing, right? Folks, here's the truth. And we know this, but yet we so default towards our own selves. God is the one who knows the way. Like the angel is what told Peter how to go, Right? He is the one who told him where to go. God knows the way. And if that's true, then we need to make sure that we are following him instead of following ourselves. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Call to him and he will show us these things and where to go. And then Romans 11.33, I love this verse. It says, Oh, the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge of God. By the way, it's deep. He knows the way. And so for us, if we're talking about this idea of a limitless life, folks, we need to take a cue from Peter in this story. Because I said, remember that his training worked out beautifully. This was one of those things that Peter did really, really well. He followed the angel. And so for us, we need to full on submit to God uh, and, and, and his ways rather than our own. Which again, it's not easy. I think sometimes it can be not easy to do and easy to do our own thing, right? Um, make our own decisions, not really consult God. I know for me, like I can, I can purchase something or I can part, uh, say yes to participating in something that's gonna take a lot of my time and energy and resources or I'll say something without consulting God and then afterwards I do the don't thing, right? And like, oh, why did I not pause and pray about that? Why did I not ask God about that, right? Like right now, Lee and I are in uh, the process of buying a new car, which by the way is awful. I hate buying a new car. If I had buckets of money laying around, buying a car would be great because I'd be like, oh, let's go buy a new car, all that. But on a budget, it is just stressful. It's stressful. I got to go to Chicago tomorrow to look at a car, all that kind of stuff. So I hate buying a car. Um, but, but here's the reality. Like while Lee and I are in this process, because God cares about how we spend our finances, doesn't he? Like, by the way, there's more, there's more verses about uh, money in the scripture than any, like, on like two or three other topics, right? Money's talking a lot about a lot about in the scripture. So God cares about our money and how we spend our money. So we will do well if Lee and I are in the process of buying this car, right? That if we pause and we let God lead us in the process, guide us in it. Now, I, I thought about it like this, like, because when we don't do that, right? When maybe if Lee and I didn't do that in the car thing, or when we don't do that in our life, it'd be like us going to work every day and kind of just doing our own thing and never asking our boss what we're supposed to do and just kind of doing this. By the way, you know that if that was the case and you went to work every day and just did your own thing, you probably wouldn't be employee of the month, right? You probably would end up getting fired, right? Now, the great thing is God doesn't fire us, which is great, but sometimes I think He wants to spank us a little bit, right? <laughs> Because the reality is, is we often do these decisions with just kind of willy-nilly, like life, life. And by the way, again, it's easy to do, but I, but I think the reality is, is we've got to let the leader lead us. A couple of scriptures, and then we're going to close. Isaiah 55, 8. For your thoughts are not, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. So folks, even on our best day, 
God is still a better leader than us. Isaiah 30, thank goodness, amen to that. 30, uh, Isaiah 30, 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. So if we've said yes to Jesus, folks, and many of you guys know this, and again, I think this is something good to be reminded of because I know I can forget this. We have been gifted the Holy Spirit with the Holy Spirit inside of us who can tell us to go left or right, to what, what things to, to press into, what to avoid. He can protect us. He can tell us to go do things. And so like Peter, we need to be more attuned to, to letting him lead and follow. So here's a question. You're gonna have to fill this in on your handout today as we get ready to close. I'm gonna invite the worship team to come forward. I'm gonna write this in. How intensely do I seek God for supervision? I think that's a good question. If we want a limitless life, folks, uh, where things don't, go, don't hold us back, full-on submitting to God's supervision. And I use that word supervision, by the way, because, by the way, does anybody love being supervised? I don't really love it, right? But so the reality is, is, this is something, if we want to have a limitless life, right, this whole supervision thing is part of the process. I know it's something I got to get better at, and so I know this was a real challenge for me this week as I was working on the teaching. So with that, that's point number two. A limitless life is possible because there's a leader available to guide our lives. Why don't you stand? We're going to move into a time of responsive worship and prayer. I'm going to give you a couple heads up on some things that we're going to do. Okay, you can go and hit that slide for me if you would. All right, so here's what we're going to do um, during this uh, worship song. What song are we singing? Do it again. Do it. Oh, we're so, ooh, the worship team's really excited about do it again. All right. Um, so we're going to do this song, Do It Again. And this is a pretty powerful song. There's a, a pretty uh, in, uh, important bridge in this. But um, as we sing, um, we call this responsive worship because it's an opportunity for you to listen to the Holy Spirit and not just sing the song and not just listen to the, to the music, uh, but for you to re potentially respond in something. And, and so um, if, if anybody's on the prayer crew, would you go ahead and come forward um, and come kind of over here and kind of hang out? Uh, Josh is going to come up as well. Um, and actually, can I have a, if, there, if you're a small group leader, would you, a couple people come forward to you and help us pray today? It'd be great. And you just kind of, um, I'd love you kind of just spread across the front here. Because um, here's where I, I mentioned in the, in the teaching that we're going to have an opportunity uh, for you, if you have a chain that needs broken today, to receive prayer, uh, to for God to break that chain. So just a reminder of the list. And this is not an exhaustive list. But if, if, if you need God to break a chain today of illness, of codependency, of addiction, of depression, of idolatry, of debt, loneliness, the enemy's control over your life, anxiety, exhaustion, hurt, or anything else, um, I'm gonna ask you to be brave during the song and come forward and, and, and ask one of the prayer crew and Pastor Josh and I will be up here to pray for you and pray that that chain would be broken today while we sing this song. And if you're online uh, with us and you have a chain, then just, uh, just say, include me, and, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pray for you as well. Um, and I'll get that get list afterwards, okay? So your job is uh, to sing or whatever you want to sing. But if you have a chain that needs broken, um, I'm just going to beg you to come forward. And really, by the way, if, you're, if your uh, heart's even beating, start like, whoa, 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 maybe he's talking to me. That's not me, by the way. That's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, that's you. I want to break a chain in you today. And so as we sing, uh, you can come forward and receive prayer for that, okay? So why don't we sing? And if you want to come forward, you can start coming right now. Ready? Go. Let's sing the song. Thanks for joining us this week. 
We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.